to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? I'm doing well. Nice to be back. Yeah, we had a week off. Yeah, it was a really lovely week off. We had a really, really nice time. It was much needed. Um, Took me a few days to really rest and sort of uh, adjust to the fact that it wasn't a full working holiday. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But then uh, after a couple of days, I started to relax a bit more and, and not think about work so much. It is very hard to switch off when you're running a business. It's... Uh, and obviously I was still replying to people's emails and things, but I think people um, knew that I was uh, away and didn't write in <laughs> as much. Good, good, good. They're sympathetic to you, Steve, and that, that's quite right. And it's nice to hear, isn't it? Nice to see. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. So, yeah, we had a really lovely time in Cornwall. It was really nice. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back this week um, catching up on everyone's orders and replenishing stock because um, we couldn't order any stock, because obviously we were away. So it would have arrived, That's and right. no one would have been here uh, at the time to um, to receive it in. So, um, yeah, we've been doing that. But what have uh, what have you been up to in this last week? Well, I've, I've, um, I've kind of um, had a half holiday, really. Um, we've got lots of things going on in Brawlstairs, lots of events, so we've kind of been um, attending those. Uh, but I've still managed, as you know, to uh, produce a, a lovely picture, uh, be it in bits and pieces, you know, uh, which is a great thing to do. But I don't find that – I find that more um, like a hobby, really. I treat it like that now rather than a necessity. Uh, so um, it's, not as, it's not as painful as saying, oh, well, I've, got to, I've got to go to work today. Uh, you know, I kind of go up and into the studio and say, right, I think I'll do a little bit more work. And it's it's not work. Um, and I find that that uh, is a good mind frame to be in or a frame of mind to be in. Because yeah. it's very relaxed, you see. This is the lovely thing about it. There's no and people, can, I think, can hear that in, in my narrative. I'm very laid back. Yeah, and, uh, and I really am too. Well, it's important for the artwork <laughs> as well because I imagine if you're stressed or if you're feeling mm. pressure, then you probably don't do your best artwork. Mm. Absolutely, and this particular one that I was doing, the owl, um, I've been meaning to do it for a while now. I've seen it and thought this is nice. What kind of put me off a little bit was all the detail, you know, um, that the owl is on a on a tree stump covered in all sorts of different uh, leaves and thistles and and I looked at that and thought there's no way am I ever going to do that one thing it would drive me bonkers to try to be realistic about it yeah and two the intricacy of that is quite intense Anyway, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do about it. Um, and I finished the owl, and then I got to the legs, and I thought, right now I've got to do something about the um, the approach I'm going to make 
towards this um, tree stump. And I just, through caution to the wind, I've done a lot of um, bambuster work, as you know, and impressionist work in the last year. Uh, and I thought, okay, get your impressionist hat on, Colin. Instead of doing realism, do impressionism. And that's how I approached that. And <laughs> it worked really well. Wow. I, I was ever so pleased with it. And very quick. That would have taken me, had I drawn that out as a realistic approach, it would have taken me two days, I would think, to do that at least. Wow. And it would have driven me bonkers to actually do every little leaf. How do you take something that is that detailed, um, that foliage, and it's it's really (laughs) sort of random. Like when you look at the picture and the leaves and everything, Mm. it looks, it just looks so random, like how how, how you would copy that to the letter is impossible but um how do you take something like that and turn it to what you've done as an impressionistic thing do you know i don't really know i've got to be honest when people see this and it's going to be fascinating to actually show this maybe it's it's worth showing this as a as a separate thing as well not just uh, as part of the owl but as a separate introduction into how to do, how to change something from realism to impressionism do you know what I mean as a different heading because it's fascinating to see it and very quick I did I did that um, I did it in a couple of uh, stages but I did I would think that would have taken me no more than an hour to do that whole thing Wow, the whole that, that uh, is area. Weird. And I would and I would say I'm being conservative there. I think it could have been even less than that because I did it in a couple of stages. And you've got to do it like that, Steve. You've got to be you've got to go for it and say, here we are, put a bit of green, put a bit of this, put a bit of that, have a bit of that, do this. And you, your mind works in a completely different way. And it's almost impossible for me to explain how that happens but of course the wonderful thing about this is you can see it happen the first stroke that i put put a bit of green on and for about um i did almost the whole thing in in together and i suppose within the first um 10 minutes or so you think what on earth is going on you know it doesn't look anything at all until suddenly it's there and it's amazing, and I'm sure people will love to see it. However, this is an advanced project, obviously. Apart from the fact that the owl, um, there's a lot of detail in that owl, and that would be advanced on its own. But the fact that you put an impressionistic uh, tree stump covered in um, th- th- thistles, and, and that, <laughs> they were a challenge in themselves. You've got something that is very unique. I don't think, and maybe I'd be wrong, maybe a Renoir will be able to do it, or Monet will be able to do it. But because I've done all of those impressionist pictures, you get the feel of how it's going to turn out. Do you know what I mean? It's very hard to explain, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably making a very bad job of it. But they'll be able to see it, people will be able to see it. But if they try to copy what I've done, it won't work. 
what they've got to do is take the procedure and the mindset that I give them through the narrative and then approach it in their own way. If they try to copy it, it won't work. Mm. This is what I found when I first started thinking about doing impressionism. I tried to, to copy an impressionist picture and I failed miserably because you can't do that. You can't get into the mind of the artist that's doing it. I hope this makes a bit of sense to you. Yeah, so it's interesting because this tree stump, you've got elements of like realism in terms of it has structure around the outside and as well specifically at the top it has a bit of structure you know you have the little twigs and more leaf mm. structure and it's only as you sort of mm. go further down it starts to merge into an impressionistic um style and what's interesting i didn't even like i've seen this picture a couple of times um and until you drew my attention to how impressionistic that section was I didn't realise it. Like, That's right. I didn't, it looks, I didn't it even looks know. Almost real, doesn't it? Yeah, yes. you can yes. look at something this and is, not really this is the, see this it. Is a beauty. <laughs> it's quite right, and I think this is what happens when you see the impressionist pictures. You look at them and you look at them as a whole, and you think, "Gosh, that really looks attractive," because what the impressionists did, and what they were so clever at doing is making you think that you were looking at the essence of whatever it is. I've told you before, impressionism is, is putting the essence down, not the actual. And they give you the impression, wow, look at that. And I'm doing, I'm going to do another picture later on um, when I can get to it. Uh, Renoir, umbrellas. People may have seen this. When I started, I've, I've sketched it out and I had a real problem sketching it because i couldn't see any detail in it i could with the umbrellas but i thought well what, what's this what's that but when i looked at that originally i didn't see that i just saw what a lovely picture but what he did and and what they do is they put they put the um detail where it's needed and then the rest of it falls into place it's difficult to explain but that's what happens and when I tried to draw it, I couldn't. I, I drew I drew the main characters, but I couldn't draw the draw the, the detail. I'm leaving that until it comes to um, putting the colour in. Hmm. That's when I shall play with the colour. But I've done that so many times now. I mean, the pictures I've done of of, uh, of um, Monet um, in the style of this series that I'm doing, I don't draw them at all. They're not drawn. They're just created. Would the original artists have drawn that or would they have um, just done it with paint? Uh, he, do you know, I don't know. I, I would think they would do a very light sketch of just to put, like I draw, you know, when I'm doing the horizon line, I put the horizon line in, and a couple of times people have just seen me do a little bit outline of a tree, knowing where it's going to go, you know, the, but but leaving the meat, if you like, the substance to be created by the paintbrush, mm. and or in our case the pastel pencil. It, it it's a very 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 interesting thing to do. I love doing it, and uh, since I've been 
doing it in, in uh, for the classes, I've loved showing how it's done. I've enjoyed that so much because you can't you can't stand on ceremony. You can't say, "I'm now going to draw this hat and I'm going to put every tiny detail in it, and then I'm going to draw the face and every." You can't do it like that. It, it's got to be done in a different way. Um, I mean, so far I've only really done landscape, and um, well, no, I've done no, I've done some rimoires, haven't I? That uh, have been characters as well. But the whole idea of all of this is to is to create an imagery which is very pleasing to the eye. Mm. Mainly colour. You see, if you they they relied a lot on colour. If you look at those in black and white, they don't look anything at all. Look awful. If you looked at an impressionist picture in black and white, it just wouldn't have anything at all. It would just look nothing. It's the colour and the uh, the harmonies of the colour that create the visual side, and which you're seeing. Mm. And uh, they were masters of that. And I'd like to see. We're going to have a you know a lot of um, uh, potential. Impressionist artists coming along. Mm. What's interesting as well about the bar now is the the simple background you've chosen for such a advanced picture. Um, I wouldn't almost expect you to put more into the background, but it's the fact that you've made a conscious decision to keep the background quite plain. That's right, and uh, that was absolutely deliberate because what I wanted to focus on was the owl and the uh, foliage. They were the most important. If I'd have started putting uh, foliage in the background, and uh, it would have completely killed that off. Uh, it would have. It needed. It needed a, a beautiful, soft um, background for bringing those um, subjects alive. And I think they did. It's like out of focus. Although the people see, they'll see the original anyway because we're going to show it. Now, see, it was more or less like that. The person who took the photograph of that barn owl, which is a beautiful photograph, just put the, the owl and the foreground area in shot. He he faded the, the rest out. That's all he had. So you had a very, very vague impression of trees. I imagine. I don't think there was any sky there. It was just trees, green and grey. So what I did, I put the the, um, uh, the grey on first of all, and then I put the green on, and and then I added two more colours, a darker green and a lighter green, or a very light green, almost white, but it wasn't white, uh, and that just gave it just a little bit of um, variation, hmm. particularly in the corners, and that, in my opinion, that that is. A, a masterclass in not just how to produce beautiful um, detail on the animal, because that that was a, it's a lovely um, impression. They're very very hard to draw, really hard. As we know, because people have tried drawing the simpler barn owl that we've done in the um, starter packs, and <laughs> they found it really hard to do. Well, this is going to be even harder because it's that and much more. But it gave the owl a wonderful 
sense of presence and then then putting it onto an impressionist um, tree stump shouldn't work really should it but it does mm. I think we've got to a masterclass I think in there in in that um, picture mm. I was I was very impressed and, and pleased with it but I didn't know how it was going to turn out I must be honest because I had that in my mind, hey, I've got a very realistic owl that's almost photographically realistic, and now I'm going to put an impressionist in background, slop here, bit here, do this, do it. Is it going to work? And I really didn't know until I'd actually finished it whether it would work, but it does. What's interesting? I hope, I hope people think that anyway. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I think so. What's interesting about this picture uh, photograph that you were saying is that you referenced it on your iPad for the first time. That's right. And I deliberately did that because, and I'm doing that now um, with with all pictures, because I found the iPad, and unfortunately people can't then see the picture, see what I'm working on. Um, But because you can't show the iPad, it's impossible, the lighting and so on place habit with it but i can see it clearly and what i can do with my ipad is is hone in really tight and give the absolute perfect image for me to to copy now i don't copy exactly what i do is look at the look at the structure that i have the particular area that i'm doing of, and then change it like like the impressionism I change it to an impressionistic, impressionistic uh, variation of that section. I hope that makes sense. It's very hard to explain it, but that's what I do. Yeah. I don't copy it stroke by stroke by stroke, feather by feather by feather. I just, but it gives me a clear picture of what I want to see. And when I pull back on that, it's exactly what I want to see. Because the eye is very small. It's actually tiny compared uh, with the rest of the uh, picture. There's a, <laughs> there's a synopsis of, um, of the owl picture. But there's more coming. And the iPad allows me to do that. It allows me to just put my finger on it and pull it up and then change it, move it along. And I would recommend people um, that they give it a try. It's very easy. You can prop it up in front of you when you're doing it. And I'm fortunate enough to have the Pro, iPad Pro, which is quite a big picture and bigger than a photographic reference you could have. Uh, So uh, there you go. Well, obviously, we're going to um, be able to supply that image so people the ref, people will have the original reference photo so if they have an ipad or a tablet um they can do the same thing as you as your as your zooming Absolutely. intersections you know they can also have that flexibility it's the wonderful thing now with tablets being so accessible um but even so if you still print it out you could print it out um at an a4 size or bigger and then um we'll, we'll have the full reference photo available f- for everyone on this mm. class um, I think so. I think so. Hmm. Good. Okay, excellent. Well, I just want to touch upon before we go. There's a, a question that's come in this week, so I thought we could have a little chat about it. Um, 
David has asked about Pastelmat and um, specifically was saying um, about um, following the classes on Pastelmat, even the on-grade classes. And of course, the thing that we've spoken about on this podcast before is with Pastelmat, in order to blend um, uh, more easily on this paper, you need to put a bit more pastel down. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, David's using pan pastels uh, or really likes the effects of pan pastels and um, he's finding it difficult when putting pan pastel on, say, the sky in a landscape to then put pastel pencils on top because you quickly run out of um, sort of paper uh, grit, I suppose, to add other things that go over the sky. That's right. Um, Mm -hmm. What's your experience with pastel mat and pan pastels and then putting a little bit of pastel pencil over the top well well i I wouldn't do that um and people know that i wouldn't do that there's no necessity as far as i'm concerned to use pan pastel when the pastel pencil works in my opinion better however i can understand why people do it it's quicker but when i've used the pan pastel for skies on the uh, pictures i've done i've it takes quite a long time to actually get that pan pastel in and much, much longer than it does putting pastel pencil on, in my opinion, because you have to, you have to keep going over and over and over again, um, getting to the point where you fill the paper, the tooth of the paper up. I can't imagine if someone tries to do that on the dark colours, whether you'd be successful, I don't think you would. It would take far too long to do it. That's why I would use, I wouldn't use, and I would use the pastel pencil anyway. But on the lighter colours, you can probably get away with it more. On the light grey, um, would probably be an ideal uh, reception. Or the sand colour works well as well. But when I used the sand colour, I found I had to use more pan pastel to cover the, the colour of the paper. Because of the, um, you've just got to keep going. I, as I said, I find that, and it's absolutely right. Once you put the pan pastel on, you're almost pancaking it on to get that uh, coverage. Pastel pencil doesn't work very well on top of it. It won't do because it's it is although it says the same thing. Pan pastel is a bit like soft pastel. I've said in the past if you use a soft pastel. And then you try to put pastel pencil on top of soft pastel. That doesn't work very well either. It, it's got a different makeup. So I wouldn't do that. Uh, and uh, there's no way I would do it by putting pa- pastel pencil back on top. I haven't found the need to do that. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, people might be able to do that. And I know I've seen a lot of people using the pan pastels, and I can understand why they do. Because it's, it's much, much quicker but in my opinion, and it only is my opinion, it doesn't look quite as nice as if you're using a pastel pencil, even though you've got a – it's harder work. Well, other people would find it harder work. I don't, but they might do. I find a band pastel harder work. Yeah. It depends how you look at it, I suppose, Steve. Okay, cool. Okay, well, I uh, hope that answers your question, David, and anyone else out there that – is using pan pastels um, gives you a bit of bit more of an idea of the kind of textures and combinations of textures um, 
and that pastel map paper um, filling up with pan pastels and uh, it, it sort of validates, I suppose, um, what you're saying there, David, and um, not an easy way out of it, unfortunately. But there you go. There's your choices, really. Um Okay, lovely. All right, well, we'll leave it there for, for this week. Um, if you like Impressionism and you, if you love uh, doing, if you would love to do more, then we have some Impressionistic Masterclass demonstrations coming out. Um, we've got a Van, Van Gogh or Van Gogh. I'm not, there's much deliberation of how to pronounce that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it depends if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're uh, UK, you would say Van Gogh. But if you're in the States, and I imagine Canada, you would say Van Gogh. Yeah. So, <laughs> All of our Dutch listeners it's, it's as well the same, right? can correct us as well, because there, there is a slight variation. Um, but I'll, I'll leave them to correct us. Uh, <laughs> um, but we've got, uh, <laughs> yes. we've got a few, we've got a few uh, other things coming out. We've got Cezanne's, the card players, um, what else have we got? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to that coming out. That uh, I saw that I went when I went to the National Gallery. I actually saw that picture. Mm. Uh, it is a fantastic picture. We've got William Dice's Pegwell Bay, and we've got uh, John Fade, if I'm pronouncing that right, Tristan Place or Tristan Place. Um, I really should have looked at the pronunciations before talking about these, shouldn't I? Um, but yeah, we've got four four of the. Um, sort of very impressionistic um, original uh, oil paintings translated into pastel pencil paintings so or stick pastel paintings as well. Um, so be sure to check out those masterclass demonstrations. They are available separately, or if you have a membership, they are included inside your membership. So um, some really interesting techniques. You can really dive into impressionism this weekend with these four new masterclasses. Lovely. Okay, Dad. Well, we'll leave it there for this week. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.